This audio podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes and Google Play. Or you can download and listen to an MP3 audio file from my website or add the RSS feed to your podcast player. If you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, I would appreciate a rating and a review. And on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell icon. If you enjoy an episode, a like is always welcome, as are any comments or questions you may have, which you can add in the comment section below each episode. Thank you. Cheers. Although, uh, if, if people don't like, they're going straight down into David Jones's locker, so they better click the like button. Welcome to the Sim Racing Perspectives podcast for Sunday the 4th of November 2018. I'm delighted to be joined today by two extra special guests, two guests we have this week. We have Matt Malone. Hello, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for joining. And we also have Samantha Malone. Hello, Samantha. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Now, Samantha, I'm excited about today's episode because not only... Are you the first, um, how shall I say it, lady sim racer to join the show? But not only <laughs> that, you're also the first, uh, la- la- ser- first lady, first female to join the show. If 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 I can if I can put it that way. So, <laughs> how about that? Well, it's my pleasure. Should I? I don't know. I thought about it. Should I? If I say female, does that sound? Will that kind of upset somebody, or should I say lady, or you know, kind of like? How, now, how nowadays, you can't be too sure. You I, know? Exactly. Exactly. Now, guys. Uh, first of all, I have some notes here, and thank you for joining. Now, uh, first things first, um, and I want to learn more about you guys and how you got started. Now, first of all, you got married in June, wasn't it so? Yes, we did. Congrat- June twenty third. Congratulations, uh, my congratulations. Thank you. Did you do? Can I ask? Um, you you don't need to go into details, but did you do anything special for that or? Yeah, so um, just locally, you know, we went to the chapel, got married, had our reception, and then we actually took a two-week honeymoon down in Punta Cana, the Dominican Republic. So nice relaxing end to our wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So we did it pretty traditional. Yeah. Did you get nice weather? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. Every day, like from the time that we woke up till we went to bed, it was like 83 degrees, steady, sunny, nice breeze. It was beautiful. And actually, I think it was like two days after we got back, ended up a hurricane went through the island and we had heard nothing about it up to that point. We're like, what? (laughs) Oh, really? Because that's interesting. That kind of leads directly to your 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 um, your trip to um road atlanta which i want to talk about and hello also to roxy um my daughter's my, do- <laughs> my daughter's crazy about dogs so I, I don't i don't want to show her any video of roxy because otherwise she'll be on your channel all day so i don't i don't want to tell her <laughs> now um matt i first of all um usually with the show what what i do is now i know you mentioned this at your qa event with at road atlanta with the iRacing guys but can you give us a, a rundown, uh, basically from both of you? How did you start in in gaming? How did you start in sim racing? And then what made you decide to start your YouTube channel and Twitch streaming and so on? Oh well, it goes back uh, as far as I can remember. Really, always playing video games. I mean, I grew up in the uh, 
you know, in the eighties and the early nineties when Nintendo came out and, you know, you had progressed through, you know, Sega and then PlayStation was a thing. And I actually had, I just always liked racing games and I actually had one of the, the steering wheels for the PlayStation one original. Really? And it's funny wow. because yeah, it, it didn't really give you any, any turning. It was, you turn the wheel, turn the wheel. And then once you reach a certain point, it's just like pretty much turning right on the D pad, like pushing right on the D pad. So there wasn't any pro- progression through the steering, which is hilarious now, but uh, yeah, just, um, and I guess I kind of took a break from it for some years, you know, you got to do some growing up and exactly. got into uh mm-hmm got into some console uh when uh, forza was uh big i guess it still is big but uh yeah i was in the forza 4 and i remember getting a uh one of those xbox uh the steering wheel for xbox 360 and you know i just always felt like there was i needed more you know and so looking to looking into some more equipment found some of the fanatic stuff and then while searching for reviews on fanatic equipment I came across uh, some iRacing stuff. You know, when they're testing out the equipment, they're going to be testing on iRacing. I'm like, iRacing? What is this iRacing thing? So I looked into that, and I thought, oh, my goodness, this stuff is, like, really hardcore. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I guess I'll try it. And since then, I've just been completely hooked on iRacing (laughs) and just the real hardcore simulators after that. Got, you know, slowly, progressively get better and better equipment. You know, you build a wooden rig and then you get an 80 20 rig. And yes. mm-hmm. before, you, before you know it, you're completely surrounded in monitors and equipment and button boxes and pedals. And oh my gosh, it's just a whirlwind. But uh, yeah, it's a little slow going. But um, and then how I started uh, streaming slash YouTubing, I guess um, I was in a race <clears throat> and somebody in the race had said, uh, hey, you should come on over to my Twitch channel. Uh, I streamed the race, you know, I'm like, well, what the heck is Twitch? So he gave me this Twitch handle and I went over there on the website and sure enough, there you go. He was watching the replay of our race and he's watching all the wrecks, the passes, you know, just, just over, you know, doing like a recap of the race. And I'm like, no way, this is awesome. You know, I'm like, I can see myself on the screen and he's talking about driving. And I'm like, I had never heard of it. It was a total door opener for me. And I'm like, so then I started thinking, well, why couldn't I stream my races? And, you know, so I started looking into the software required and, you know, all that good stuff. And before you know it, I was like, well, I'll just stream my races. I'm sure people would want to watch them. And, and then and here we are today. So, yeah, it's 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 been a, a fun road. That's for sure. Yeah, it's fun, interesting because I watch so many streamers like yourself and I don't actually stream myself, although... I'm aware of of uh, Twitch and OBS and Restream and and different and Twitch and YouTube. How long did it take you in general? Like, how long did it take you to get everything kind of figured out in terms of how you connect and everything and how you get your screens working? Did you did you find it a kind of a, an easy process or were you hours and hours on forums and watching tutorials and that kind of thing? Um, well, there is the the process of watching YouTube tutorials and, you know, figuring out what you need, a lot of messing around with software. But really, I mean, to be honest, just to get going, to get OBS and to to get it going and, and have it running, it's really not that hard. The, the, time, the time where you spend a lot is just configuring everything to what you want. 
you start getting ideas like, well, I could put this on the screen or I could do this or have the webcam over here, or maybe get an overlay or do this or that. That That's where the time comes in where you're, you're messing around with stuff. You're doing a lot of trial and error. Um, but just a basic stream of, of having iRacing up in a webcam is really pretty simple to do, especially nowadays. It's really easy. Back then it was a little bit harder to do, but no, it, they make it really simple nowadays. But like I said, the, the, the most time you're going to spend is just your imagination goes wild and you want to, you want to make it happen on the, on the screen. Yeah. So that's that, the thing. That's where yeah. it comes in. Yeah. yeah. That be, be kind of, um, kind of intimidating. And how about you, Samantha? Have you, did you always <laughs> dabble in gaming or was it just a case of you saw Matt driving and you thought, well, what's this? I want to have a go to, or how did it come about? Well, um, when I was in high school, I uh, had started getting into like some first person shooter games. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, the Call of Duty. I wasn't very good, but neither am I, that... so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it did fit fit into my personality pretty well because I mean video games are addictive and you just want to get better and better. And so yeah. I ended up taking a break from it because it was you know, I had my squad and we'd meet up like every night, eight o'clock, play till 11. I'm like, oh, I can't keep doing this anymore, you know? So I took a break. Um, and actually, when I met Matthew, we met on uh, an online dating site. Oh, did you really? And That's interesting. We yeah. did, yeah. yeah. And uh, in his profile, he had put down that he was a Twitch streamer. <laughs> and uh, I actually, I had no idea what Twitch was. So I'm like, what are you talking about? What yeah. is a Twitch streamer? And he's like, go watch my videos. I'm like, all right, well, at least I know if, you know, I die in our first date, like, mom, this is his Twitch channel, like yeah. find him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I put it right out there. I, I wasn't going to try to hide anything. I'm like, here, here, this is my hobby. This is what yeah. I do. Deal with it. So, <laughs> so Anta, when you first went to watch his channel, was it just a voice or was he on the webcam? And did you think, oh, he looks, he looks kind of hot or how was it? <laughs> Yeah, so it was. He was actually doing a review on oh, really? um, some. It was the CSL uh, Elite Bundle or whatever. Yeah, I think it was one of his most viewed videos at the time. And yeah. So I scrolled through it a little bit. I'm like, well, you know, this guy's this guy's pretty attractive, and he's got a nice deep voice. Like, no, all right, let's yeah. go on a yeah. date. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, he replied, okay, I'll come on a date. Shall I bring along my rig? And you said, no, leave yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't know at the time, like, how much of a setup it was, you know. Yeah. I, uh, it's quite it's quite the uh, equipment setup. I mean, he's really, he's put a lot of time and invested a lot into it, you know, yeah. so... Actually, on our, on, our, on, our first date, on our first date, she made me uh, bring proof of my I rating. No. <laughs> Really? No, no. no. <laughs> right. You had to get it signed by signed by Kevin Bovard or somebody like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, I really enjoyed I'd really enjoyed your, your rig tour because you had the little table. My late father, bless him, he used to he used to dabble in antiques, you know, he would I know you had the little table and you had a you had an atlas on top of that and the top of that and you said, Well, I'm keeping this here, I'm never gonna move it because it works just right, you know? And you had a little bit exactly. little bit of a little bit of two by four here and a little bit of a, a, aluminum bar here and it works out just well you know and, and i love that because you see uh, like there's a sim racing subreddit on reddit and uh, and people are 
the most of the content, like let's say 50 or 60% of the content would be people posting pictures of their rigs. And some people, some people are saying, well, is this, is this a sim racing Reddit or is this a post image of your, your sim rig Reddit? And some people are just like sofa pushed up in front of the TV, you know, <laughs> with, you know, with, <laughs> yeah. with, you know and they have their feet out and there's a cushion below their feet and then the pedals are on top, you know. And, and of course, you have the full gamut. You have people with, you know, the 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 direct drive wheel with motion and then you have her all the way down and and it's kind of it's really fascinating to um to watch what people have and uh, in terms of playing now now i racing is schedule events and 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 the leagues and stuff so so you started off playing for example forza maybe gran turismo so which which includes like the let's say the console titles and many of this uh, PC titles include offline racing. So in terms of the iRacing, is it is it the is it the competition? Is it the live competition with real racers that's rated? Is that what attracts you then to iRacing mostly? Uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. Even with Forza, I would always do the online lobbies. Yes, which I got really I got really frustrated with because you'd spend ten minutes in a menu waiting for everyone to queue up. And then the race is like three laps or something. You know, you almost spend as much time in the menu than you would in the race. But yeah, the online competition, you versus real people is what really is the pretty much the only thing I, I like to do. That's what really uh, does it for me. Um, I know iRacing is coming out with some AI, and I think it'll be oh, fine. Yes, I think it'll be great. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, you know, it, it may draw a lot of people in, and it can be used for practice, but there's never anything going to be like uh, driving against other people it's that's that's what i'm addicted to that's yeah. the best thing about it yeah and how about you samantha i mean uh, now i have to admit i don't play i racing myself it's a little bit out of my budget and time it's about it's out of my financial and time budget right now but i'm definitely interested now in terms of how yeah. you got started is it now i know that you have the the, the mazda mx5 which is which is called the mayata in the states if i understand correctly so did you start with the mx5 or or how how long have you been playing or how far have you been able to progress shall i say like let's say like if I was to start somebody like me, I would obviously start with a learner license and start in the mm -hmm. MX-5, which I believe, Matt, you still love. You've still talked about driving the MX-5. So how have you how have you found it and how far have you been able to get and have you, have you found it like a smooth uh, transition in terms of leveling up and, and getting experience and so on? Yeah, so uh, I did start off with the um, MX-5 Global yeah. um, Mazda and... Uh, I really, I don't have any like racing experience or I don't even know how to drive a manual car in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> So it's like yeah. really starting from the ground up. And so, you know, I, I started with all of the driver assists on it and just trying to get the feel for, you know, how it works. I'm really fortunate since Matthew has invested so much into his equipment Absolutely, that I can yeah. jump in at, you know, such a high quality level and sort of just benefit from all of what he's put together for himself. And, uh, you know, it's just like Matthew said, it's really fun racing against other real life people. Um, it can be frustrating, like for me, when, you know, something happens, unfortunately, in the beginning of a race, and then it sets me back. And, yeah. and I'm struggling just to keep up. So for me, it's been about like staying consistent in a car. 
because one race, you know, I might wreck out really quick in the beginning yeah. and so then you just need more practice. Uh, so I am currently in uh, the D class. So I got out of rookies with the, the Mazda. And then when I got into D class, I tried to switch over to the Skippy, the Skip driver car. Yes. And I love the Skip driver car. Like it's so much fun for me to drive. And I think because I'm consistently trying to drive it, you improve more and more. So, I mean, one of the last times I streamed, I won a, a race and I was like super excited about that, you know? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is exciting, but it is very hard for me personally. I just don't have a lot of seat time to transition from one car to the other. Yes, like, that's, that's the a, thing. That's very challenging. You drive the car so differently that, you know, when you're a newbie, you have to put in a lot of consistent time in one car. Because when you're flip-flopping back and forth, you don't really have time to adjust to it. Uh, so we'll see. I'm, I'm working on the next class up. Uh, I really do need to jump into some other cars. But like I said, that's a really challenging thing, just jumping in. You know, Matthew's got so much experience. He's like, what do you guys want to see? What do you want me to race? I'll do it. Yeah. For me, I'm like, uh, let me do 30 races <laughs> in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually, they're speaking of the word noob, uh, and what mm -hmm. the kids write N00B, for example. Um, yeah. If, if, now, I'm a noob, I don't know. How does it go? And just just a, a side question, if I may. If I was to get into iRacing, and let's say now that the fact of being online, like you just said, Samantha, being online and wrecking out and, and, and embarrassing myself, if I <laughs> will start off in either the Skip Barber or the MX5, is there a track I can go on my own and just practice for several weeks and just kind of mess around? Or, or you know, how do you actually, is it so that you get a license and then you have to join races to be able to get experience? Or can you just, can you like, can you practice until such such time as you feel comfortable in actually joining an online race? Or how does it actually go? Yeah, you can kind of set it up at your own pace. So there's a schedule for all of the official races if you look on iRacing. And so you'll know this week you get your official races, which levels you up with your I rating and your safety rating. So you look at that because those are the points that will affect your classes. But if you say, okay, I need quite a bit of practice in this, you can look ahead at the schedule. Yeah. And then in like private practices, you can practice and it won't affect any of your, your rating at all. If you're oh, wrecking yeah. into the wall. Yeah. It's like a safe space, a step up from that. You can join like a, a practice with other real life racers and that still won't affect your uh, safety rating or I rating at oh, okay. all. Okay. That's interesting. So yeah. Yeah. You're around other people who are also practicing and um, they're on the track at the same time as you. So you're kind of working on like awareness with other vehicles, which I really need help with. So, uh, you know, it's tough, it's tough. Like putting in laps and then all of a sudden you have a car who's coming up and what do you do to get around him safely? So that's what everyone's really learning when they're rookies is, oh, it's different. It's not just me, you know, turning the wheel whenever I want. There's a car next to me now. So what do I do exactly, that yeah. doesn't affect him? Yeah. And um, so, Matt, so go on. Yeah, sorry. Go on. The, sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> from there, then you can choose to join your races and then those will affect if it's an official race, it will affect your I rating, but you can always do a hosted race or continue yes. to put in like and, and, time and, lapse or something. Yeah. And the hosted race, that was a recent addition, wasn't it? So a recent feature or do I remember correctly? 
Uh, no, uh, hosted races have been there for a while. Ah, you just okay. Pay like a quarter or something for like an hour. <laughs> you can create your own little hosted race if you want, or just practice session. I mean, you can do you can do literally a thousand laps of practice by yourself in a in a private session before you even do any types of racing or anything in, in i racing. That's what's great about it is it doesn't you know what am I trying to say? It, it doesn't like diminish your your stats or anything if you the more you practice i mean it's it's there for you yeah and they give so. you select cars and tracks like for free when you register at first and then you know like most games nowadays you can upgrade your content by purchasing additional things so like an official race might be at a track that you have to purchase so you might have to spend seven dollars to buy that track that week if you'd like to race the official race there yes seven dollars yes. that's cheap where are you buying tracks they're like 12 15 all bucks right, all right, all right. i'm not the i'm not the money spender yeah <laughs> he's getting the bill i'm just uh, clicking yes uh, we get it yeah uh, yeah matt uh uh, uh, husband, I need that track. Please sort it. Uh, th th thank, yeah. you, thank you very much. Yeah. And Samantha, <laughs> Samantha, you you mentioned you've never actually learned to drive stick shift. So the the MX5 Global is that sequential or is it manual or? It's H pattern manual. H pattern. So Samantha, is it so that you've never driven? You never drove stick shift until you actually drove the MX5 Global on Matt's computer. Is it so? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's that's fascinating. So you have the. Yeah, and I made a note. Matt has the Thrustmaster, the TH8A uh, shifter that's just real nerdy. But oh, that's interesting. So you actually never learned to drive a stick shift, and the only first time you did it was on the PC. That's fascinating. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. think it's gonna. You know, it. First of all, I don't know anybody who would let me get into their car and just kill their clutch and <laughs> destroy their vehicle. <laughs> but on here on the computer, I can. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I often. My 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 sisters or my my family and friends will ask me like, could you could I learn to drive on that? Well, I said, well, technically yes. Of course, it depends <laughs> depends on the title and so on. And do you guys, by the way, there's a minor question. Do, are you guys using this crew chief application at all? Because I believe it. Uh no, uh, I see a lot of people using it. I've been wanting to get it and try it out, but have not yet. It yeah. seems really robust and pretty useful, though. Yeah, I, I did a um, I did a tutorial for Assetto Corsa, and uh, we talk, we can talk a little bit about that that later. But it includes uh, tips on how to use the content manager for Assetto Corsa and also Crew Chief, so you can maybe check that out. I kind of give a, a start on how to get started on it. Now, I want to to move on. Now, Matt, you attended the Fanatec uh, DD launch event in Germany. Wasn't it so? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm all the way to Germany on a on a weekend. Why not, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how how did that come out? I know I know you're a, you're kind of a fan of tech guy. So so did the guys in Germany just contact you and invite you out, or how did it go? Yeah, the uh, community manager uh, Dominic Brennan from Fanatic. He, yeah. they were looking for uh, some some streamers, some influencers, some, you know, people from the Fnatic community, racing community to kind of be there to kind of share in the uh, celebration of their big birthday party and, uh, you know, get a chance to test out the uh, direct drive wheels and uh, just kind of be, just kind of be there for the party and, you know, experience everything and then kind of share our experience with everybody after we got back or even during the event and, you know, we were able to stream live from the event and test out the new equipment and 
uh, yeah, a huge, huge opportunity for me. It was, it was a wonderful trip, uh, long plane ride though, but it actually wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, I left on a Thursday night and I was back that Sunday night. <laughs> really? All the wow. way to, all the way to Germany and back. Wow. Yeah. We even had time to cruise around the local area and go to some local bars and <laughs> have a good time. Even went on the Autobahn. So yeah, it was, it was a good time. We packed in a lot in that small, small weekend. Yeah. We had uh, we had Gamer Muscle on. I had Gamer Muscle on with uh, William Marsh from Sim Racing Paddock. And uh, a gamer, Muscles, James, was telling us about it. And I have to apologize that you, you had to be there at the event at the same time as Gamer Muscle. Because I was thinking to myself, like, couldn't they put him, couldn't they have put him in a shed on the mountain all on his own, you know? So he could, like, he could <laughs> kind of be like, be away from everybody else, you know? Because I didn't think, as far as I know from watching James and what I know of him, it's not safe to let him out of his sim rig, you know? So he's better off, like, at home, at home, drinking drinking tea and chewing on cookies, you know? So, but... Uh, yeah, I seen him do a live stream. He was walking, he was losing himself in the woods one time and he found a dead bird or something. I don't know what the heck was going on. That's what happens when he leaves his house. But no, yeah, me and uh me and Gamer Muscle, we we had a little bromance going on in Germany. He's like we're like best friends now. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the pictures and actually um one day he did a stream. He went to the store and he got the ingredients for, for cooking a burger and he cooked a burger in his kitchen, which he live streamed. And then I had, uh, there's a guy, uh, Chris Hay on YouTube. Chris Hay does great videos and Chris was on the channel. And Chris said to me, he was on the podcast and he said, I was watching Gamer Muscle fry uh, a burger in his kitchen and I don't know why. And then my wife wife walked into the room and I closed the lid of the laptop and I don't know why. (laughs) He's ashamed of it. He's guilty. (laughs) It was like, it felt like I was watching an adult movie, you know. It's like, what, what? Because she would have said, Chris, why are you, what? I, I have no idea. So so that so that oh was fascinating. So so I guess uh, Matt, you 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 I guess at some point you might be you will be um, reviewing a DD wheel at some point. Or I guess you're looking forward to trying out direct drive at some point. Uh yeah, at some point people ask me, you know, after I got back from Germany, so you're gonna get the DD one? Are you gonna get the DD one? And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, it's like uh, you know, I mean, I got my 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 V two right now with my Porsche rim and. You know, I'm pretty happy with my equipment right now. And, you know, w- would I decline a free DD1 from Fnatic? Of course not. Yeah. Um, but, am, but am I going to run out and uh, and purchase the first one available? Probably not, you know. Um, everything will be upgraded in due time. Uh, I, I just am really excited when I see new products hit the market to see those products get in the hands of sim enthusiasts and and they start making videos and you start hearing their opinions of it and just the excitement that's built up around, you know, new and uh, improved equipment. And, you know, that's what I'm excited for in my, you know, more than getting one in my hands uh, per se, but uh, they'll come a time I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, back back to you, Samantha, and talking about hardware and playing and when you're driving, um, I know Matt has the triple screens, which do you focus on? Do you focus on, I'm just thinking out loud. Do you kind of focus on the audio or the visual part of it? Or which do you find kind of the the most immersive part of it? Well, the screens are incredible. I mean, when you're sitting there and you can see like the side screens on his triple monitor hit right at your peripherals. So it helps with that tunnel vision effect of just looking straight in front of you. So it's like you're in a car. I mean, that's huge, but... For me, if I'm going to be shifting, I also have to be listening to the car. 
I just shift based on sound anymore. But I mean, without that, I'm sure I'd blow the engine up too. So <laughs> it's a package deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, that in the Go that, on, that in the fact yeah. that yeah, that in the fact that you know uh, the monitors and the way I have them situated that are really close to the the wheel. Yeah, and just you know, put a lot of time and effort trying to get everything situated the way it should be. Cause I know when you go to different events or different rigs and area you see online, like people put the monitors like three feet away from them. I just don't understand. But like mine, it's very immersive to where the monitors are real close to you. You got everything right here, your button boxes, the shifters in a good spot. You know, the seat is adjustable for her so she can get it perfect um yes. I, think I think that I have helps short a lot. legs because i have to yeah. go all the way up and even then <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah. interesting and, and i guess it comes back to the the uh, check out my same rig the posts on on reddit and so on and the different setups people have now uh, you guys got invited to the experience mazda event which was at the um the 10 hour Petit Le Mans event at Road Atlanta. And that's, so I watched your, um, your vlogs and that sounded interesting. And actually, um, I was, it turns out I was watching on YouTube. The, uh, it was, and I'll put a link to down in the video description for the podcast episode, um, the 2018 Motul, uh, Petit Le Mans event. And I was watching that and John Heindhal was, um, was commentating. So you guys, and and I, I think I watched your video when you when you announced it. So, so was it so, Matt and Samantha, that the guys from um, iRacing contacted you and just invited you down? Or is that how it went? Uh, well, I guess it was Mazda uh, contacted iRacing and they asked, hey, we're looking for some influencers. We're looking for some streamers. Yeah. We're looking for some gamers that, will, uh, that could help us out. And iRacing's... They said right away, Matt and Sam. So I guess there's the first, you know, so it's, oh, well, you know, so they contacted us yeah. and said, hey, we, we think you'd be great for this. We'll get you in contact with Mazda and and there you go. So, yeah, huge. I mean, it wouldn't be possible without iRacing vouching for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, a recommendation. Mazda, speak, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as a recommendation, yeah, because Mazda just kind of trusted iRacing with that decision. Um. So I hope we didn't let Mazda down, but no, it was, <laughs> it was a great event. I mean, huge opportunity again. Um, and they wanted both of us. I know I was like beyond flattered. I think I was bothering Matthew like, well, they wanted me too. Like, what'd they say? What'd they say? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> they, did they say my name first or second? Like, Ooh, what did they? <laughs> well, the, the whole idea was they, they, they liked our story. Meaning you got a you got a guy that's done sim racing for three four years now. He's really entrenched in the community, yeah. and then now this new up and coming uh, sim racer Samantha, where she's brand, mm -hmm. she's, she's the yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she's the sim racing alien, of course, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Can we, or, can, where so, she's so Mazda, she's brand new to it, you know. So it's a good story. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> just thinking. So Master called yeah. up and said, "I racing. Can we have the alien lady and maybe the other guy as well?" Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Matt has to come along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it it makes sense, you know. I mean, it's yeah. uh, our, our story is pretty unique, I guess. Indeed, um, indeed. A, a man a man yeah. could only dream about uh, marrying his uh, best friend and then also getting her in the sim rig at the same time. I mean, yeah. I, life couldn't be better for me. I yeah. tell you that. I, I don't think I get my life in the sim rig. I think there'd be arguments or 
She does well, well so so and actually funnily enough now um I watched your vlogs like I said and uh, you arrived in uh, you took a flight and you you flew from O'Hare which is which is Chicago of course and you arrived and you were just in it was Hurricane Michael was occurring wasn't it so and uh, yeah Hurricane yeah. Michael was <laughs> yeah. just completely down drenching everything and the pilot he's like he's like yeah we just came from uh Wetlanta he's like it's no problem it'd just be a little shaky yeah. and we're looking at each other like yeah. oh my goodness we're about to land in a hurricane we weren't sure if the plane was really going to make the flight because when right. we were looking at the weather it was coming in right as we were supposed to be landing but oh, I mean the last okay. 20 minutes there was some turbulence but he landed it and we got there safe and and yeah. you know it's 2018 and when the when the plane finally landed everyone on board clapped yeah and I haven't yeah. heard that in, no. in years and years no. and years I mean you know that used to happen a lot back in the day, but yeah, not not it nowadays. Did. But yeah. man, people were glad that uh, we got that thing landed on in uh, not only on time, but in early. a little bit early. Yeah, it's just crazy, you know. Like, so, like yeah, back, shout out to the pilot. <laughs> exactly, like back in the day in Europe, if you if you were living in Northern Europe, you take a flight maybe down to Malaga, Spain, or somewhere, and the people would clap and you'd look around, and go, "Oh, you're noobs, be quiet," you know. But <laughs> I, 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 know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. And it's interesting because you said that when you left your your um your honeymoon, that you also kind of escaped a, a, a hurricane, wasn't it? So, and then when you were flying down to Atlanta, you kind of ran straight into one. So, so yeah, we attacked it head on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I was watching you guys, and I, I think one of the nicest things about going on holiday, especially with a family, is the first time you enter the hotel room, and you went and uh, and uh, um, you were looked at the, the table, and you went, "Hold on a second, this, this is a billiard table," and that was, <laughs> and you went, and then, <laughs> and then there was then there was the now I, I could clearly see who were who wears the trousers. In your relationship, because uh, because we were just having fun. I know we were just having fun. <laughs> Samantha was going, Malone, this ain't gonna work. Okay, you know, <laughs> take take those figures and scratch it. Start all over again. That that guys, that was really funny. Thank you. That really made, really made me smile. So you had now, um, what kind of setup? Yeah, <laughs> go, go on, Samantha. Go ahead. We're just a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, so. yeah we had too much time on our hands, I think, like, in the oh, hotel. Let's make a video. <laughs> and what's crazy is that all those videos, that I, I learned how to edit them all on my phone using the uh, Movie Maker app that's on my Samsung. Like, you can chop up video, you can switch it around, It's and then you, you pretty much just render it out, and then yeah, you can upload exactly. it. It's crazy what exactly. you can do with just phones now. That's true. I, I see the, the kids in my, in my son's, my kid's school, they have a kind of an extra curriculum lesson and they do stuff on the iPad. I know it would drive me bonkers, but that that's really actually really, really impressive because I thought maybe you, you took a laptop with you. Now, um, if I might ask the, 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 the iRacing rigs that they set up at the display stand when, when you, um, when you did your events, what, what kind of gear did they have? Was it a nice setup or? I'm actually, uh, it was a motion rig based on the, the sound card that they had. Um, yeah. And then they had uh, some Logitech pedals, uh, which the clutch and the brake were kind of fused together because they, you know, they had the assists on. But uh, ah, yeah, then the, okay. the, the rim itself was kind of hidden by all the plastic. So I wasn't too sure what the rim was. It wasn't anything fancy, but it gets the job done, you know, uh, big, big monitors and the motion and stuff. So, yeah, it gets the job done. They got a they they gotta dismantle all that stuff and carry it all around the 
the Americas. So, you know, yeah, um, oh, they're they, moving they're it around. Have, yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. They're going to have it be robust and very durable. So, yeah, it gets the job done. It wasn't anything special, but it was a lot of fun. People were having a great time. Yeah. And did you have a go as well, Samantha? What did you think? <laughs> oh, I, I did. It was actually my first time ever being in a rig that was at Matthews. Oh, yeah, so of course, yeah. I, uh, I definitely underestimated that uh, like learner curve with it. So I was uh, I was a mess. I couldn't move the seat forward, so I couldn't oh, reach the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how the, the kids were there in line racing on them because I was on the edge of the seat with my tippy toes pressing on the pedals <laughs> and for the most and for the most part we were doing road atlanta which you would never, never she had never put it. a lap in in road atlanta <laughs> before then so it was just all new information coming in but, but you know credit to anybody who can just jump in something new and adjust it and make it work yeah I mean, it's not easy like in when i was in germany they just have you know all the rigs there and it's you know, the thing about sim rigs is that everybody's sim rig is different than everybody else's. You know, it's a custom piece of, of art. It's, you know, whatever your imagination comes up with, it, 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 it depends on your your height and your weight and your dimensions and your yeah. arm length and your leg length. And that's how people build their rigs is around them to make it as comfortable and practical as possible. So, um yeah, it's not easy to be jumping in and out of different sim rigs, but Glenn Glenn McGee was there and he was trying to coach Samantha yeah. around Road Atlanta. He's he's a good coach, but uh, yeah, I saw that's, you that's a lot that. to ask. Yeah, you, know? you mentioned yeah. that in in the video. That was kind of cool. And and then back to the um, the Petit Le Mans event. So so uh, I I was familiar with Glenn McGee. So who is um, if I might ask an, a new question again, uh, who is Kevin Bobbitt exactly from iRacing? Is he a uh, Kevin Bobbitt's the marketing director for iRacing. He handles a lot of the okay. marketing events and yeah. And then uh, Glenn McGee, you know, his story is went from iRacing to actually real life racing. <laughs> so yeah, that's fascinating. He's, he's living yeah. the dream. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. He's a great guy. Kevin and Glenn, they're they're great guys. We got to know him on the trip and uh, yeah, it was yeah. nice getting to hang out with them for sure. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. And there, and Ke I, I watched, um, I watched the Q and A event, and and Kevin, or Glenn, sorry, is now racing. He's racing in the real uh, MX Five Cup. That's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing it, man. He's living it. He, uh, I mean, that's a life changer, you know, to go from, you know, maybe casually or I don't know how hardcore he was in the simulation, uh, but you know, go from a casual racer to, all right, this is your job now. You race real life uh, Mazdas and you're sponsored and you're traveling around and I mean, that's, that's a life changer, but he's doing it. He's living it. Hey, you might as well when you're young, you know? Yeah. And, and a question to both of you was, was, was that your first time at an actual like big racing event? I, I to be honest, I have to admit, I've never actually been to one. So was that your first time at a major event and how did you actually find it in terms of, you know, crowds and, and the driving and the noise and everything? How was it for you guys? Yeah, when I was younger, my uh, parents took me to a Daytona 500 race down in Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I don't really remember much, but being very overwhelmed, like there's just people everywhere. So this was different because, I mean, that's a, a NASCAR race. So you kind of go find your spot in the bleachers and, you know, you're just hanging out all day in the sun. So this was different for me because being a road race, it's like you just walk around the track. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a different experience yeah, you just, because yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you I'm just sorry. get to yeah. the uh yeah, you just get into the infield 
And then you just kind of literally just walk around like, hey, you want to go to turn 10 or you want to go to the hairpin or let's go to the S's. Okay, let's just walk on over there. Yeah. I had, I did go to a uh, an indie race at Road America, yeah. but it wasn't anywhere near the the excitement around this 10 hour race. Um, but yeah, it was, it was special. And we had full credentials. So we got, like I said, we got to park in the infield and, um, you know, Mazda really hooked us up pretty well with yeah, some, uh, that's nice. yeah. some good passes. So yeah. yeah, that 10 hour race. I mean, we were there at the very, we, we, we made sure we woke up early and got to the track early so we could get in early. They did a, a full grid walk. So we walked on the track, took a look at all the cars. Wow. That was fun. Uh, that was yeah, a lot of fun. That was, that was an experience yeah. for sure. That was cool, um, and then, yeah, kind of pick a spot to kind of watch the, the, we picked, uh, there's like, I don't know if, what do they call them? The, uh, they're not like bleachers, but there's these big steps that you can sit on at uh, turn 10, uh, the 10A and the 10B uh, right there yeah. at Road Atlanta. And that was a great spot to watch. Uh, so we, we, we hung out there for quite a while. Um, but yeah, what an event. It was a really clean race. They, they made a record for distance. Uh, so there was a lot less cautions than usually than usual, but, uh, yeah, what an experience, man. I'll never forget. Yeah, no, it's, it was really fun. I actually, I got nice and sunburnt. I was like, (laughs) yeah, we both did. And I've still got my tan lines. It's, it's so funny. The capris I was wearing. Like they just cut me off, and like to this day, I've got like this huge line on my leg. I'm like, oh. Good, good, yeah, yeah. good thing we're heading into winter, so you wear, have to wear long pants yeah. to hide all your tan lines. <laughs> that's a good one, and that's an interesting point, Samantha. Because as you said, when you're in Daytona, the kind of the you have the oval, of course, with the infield section, so you can technically see the whole race from what from yeah. from even from the rear. Whereas you said, whereas if you go to Road Atlanta, you have to basically like decide, okay, well, we're going to. We're going to set ourselves up and and this part of the track and then like watch the cars go by. That's kind of that's kind of an interesting point of view. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were times when like okay, they're very fast cars. So if we're standing right next to the track, I feel a little unsafe. Like what what would happen here? Like, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to sit here. <laughs> yeah. They're so quick. It's so loud and so much fun. And what's what I, I always say this. Uh, what's most impressive is how fast they can slow down into yeah. a corner that's what's impressive yeah. really I mean, when you watch yeah. yeah the braking is just unbelievable how yeah. fast they can get those cars slowed down yeah that's amazing and i noticed that they had the you had the the eye racing stand and then before they had this kind of it was presented on a stand at a kind of an angle there was the there was the mazda was it rt 24p the prototype and it was a two-liter four-cylinder turbo, which is kind of interesting because the the engine in the Ford GT is also a small capacity. And then it was they said the guy said it was um, redesigned by Team Yost in Germany. They sent it out to Germany. It got re-engineered mm-hmm. and, and and sent back. And then it was also um, one of the drivers was uh, Lucas de Grasse, which is which is one of the Formula E world champions. Which is I thought I thought I thought that's kind of interesting because Formula E is kind of like. The, the electric cars it's kind of making its way now so i think i think that's um kind of interesting but actually one of the most interesting things about the event was because i was watching like i said earlier i was watching the coverage of the race and john he- john Heindhauer was talking about a uh, doctor don panos and i was thinking hold on that that that's familiar and i couldn't think where and where it came from and 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 
Um, John Hindhaw, the British commentator, was talking about how Dr. Don Panas had passed away, and 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 indeed he, you could hear the emotion in his voice, and um, and then then I realized that there's a Panos uh, brand, a racing brand, which, and the Panos, one of the Panos cars that was on display, it raced in the uh, in the in the GTR era, so that is was like around 1998, 2000. You had the we had the McLaren F1 and you had the Porsche 911 GT1 and you had the um, the Panos cars, Panos cars and also like these kind of these kind of a uh, monocoque kind of supercars and it's kind of it's interesting now because um, the guy who was giving giving you the tour said like the the the, the prototype cars are going away and now they're creating a, a a supercar class if you will so it's kind of going back to that kind of style of car that like the um, like the Panos and the 911 GTR1 and the McLaren F1, and then I I looked into it and I, and I realized that the Dr. Don Panos he died only in September at the age of 83, and uh, he was the guy who created Petit Le Mans and um, at Road Atlanta and and he's and uh, one of the things that John Hindhaw said during the um, commentary was that he talked about the Irish charm and I was thinking where where is that coming from. Where, where is the connection? So it turns out his mother was Irish American and his father was an Italian American boxer and he had uh, gone to Ireland in 1969 and he was a ph- he was a pharmacist and his his research led to the actually the the invention of the nicotine patch and he's he founded a company called Elan Pharmaceuticals which ha- uh, which had a, a factory or a, a location in the middle of Ireland in a town called Athlone actually where my cousin used to work funnily enough so that was back in the day and actually it's funny because it comes full circle my cousin was working there and I went to visit her that time I don't even remember the year and she's actually now in the states she's actually living in Jersey so it's it's kind of interesting and then um uh, when I looked it up it turns out that that Dr Don Panos was was behind the creation of IMSA and creation of the like he sorry he was creation he was behind the creation of Petit Le Mans and also the the um, IMSA association and apparently he was still um, vice president when he died so I found the the going a little bit uh, down the rabbit hole like I tend to do but I found the whole story kind of fascinating you know like the whole how the whole thing was created. Yeah, that uh, that was all new information to me as well. When uh, it was Patrick Lindsay from Trading Paints was uh, kind of we were hanging out with him most of the weekend, and he kind of led us through that that tent area with all those cars and telling us the history of it yeah. and the and the and the history of Don and everything and and his influence on it. Well, not only influence the the creator of it and and they looped around to the nicotine patch and the and this that and the other thing. And yeah, it was just a bunch of information coming at me. I didn't retain it all, but I did learn a lot from Patrick because I, I don't claim to be super knowledgeable when it comes to real life racing. You know, I do the best I can uh, now to try to, you know, learn as much as I can. But um, yeah. yeah, no, it is a it is a wild uh, web that he, he weaved, you know, yeah. uh, you know, progressing through there. But uh, yeah, just really fascinating, isn't it? This is the full story of it. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't like and same as you, Matt, I'm not an expert in, in motorsports and a lot of the things i've learned i've learned for example true same racing and saying well well somebody mentioned panos what's that and then i find out and then like he had gone to ireland in 1969 he was 34 he had a young family and he bought a house in in the north of dublin city and then he started to do research outside in the garden shed and that's kind of where it came from and they also had a um 
front-engined LMP car, and then there was the um, there was the Delta Wing, this kind of not three-wheel car, but it looked like a three-wheel car. And I remembered, um, I think I sent you a link, I remembered that that Delta Wing had been designed by a British guy. That was kind of interesting as well. That he said, I think, I think he said that Panos had actually bought the rights to the Delta Wing, and they were trying to introduce the Delta Wing concept into the IMSA Championship, but it never really worked out. That was interesting too. Yeah, yeah, that thing's a head turner for sure. Uh, like you said, it almost does look like it's three wheels, but there's there's two wheels in front there. But it's, and, you know, they they try everything, I guess. Uh, try to go fast, and you know, I'm sure there's studies in the wind tunnel, or you know, different uh, engineers take a look at certain things and design <laughs> design cars certain ways. Uh, try to get the advantage, you know. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty big, not too long ago. And then they all did the the first pace lap. Some of those cars were involved in that that first pace lap in memory of uh, Don. So that was pretty cool. I saw that. Uh, and then yeah. John Hindhaugh was saying, I don't know whether it was this year or last year, but if you wanted to be the marshal of the race, you had to you had to write a five hundred piece, five hundred word piece, and submit it. And then the person the person who was who made the best submission would be chosen to be marshal. I think that was either for this year or, or 2018, I don't recall. So, Matt, in terms of the hardware, you're using the um, the Huskenveld pedals. And, and actually, it's interesting because uh, Niels Huskenveld, um, he's uh, the guy behind Husk, one of the guys behind Huskenveld Engineering, and he recently did a video. Um, he took his one of his old uh, Trustmaster wheels from the 90s and he was trying to convert it to get it working and it's interesting because you talked about using a, a, a very old wheel back in the day and Niels took the wheel apart and it was just like a tiny tiny little mortar with like an elastic bun- bungee cord you know and kind of, <laughs> kind of like how, how far we've come and you, you're using your PC is Core i7 with a 980 Ti um, I'm using a, a 970 actually I'm not you're using a 980 I'm a 970 I'm not that far behind and you have the um th a shifter now have you um have you ever tried if you guys have you ever tried the VR it's something I usually ask people because I haven't tried it myself now just as a note you're even further behind because uh, just two days ago I installed the 2080 ti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. Really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But wow. uh, uh, no, yeah, uh, I forgot what the question was. I was just so excited to brag about the twenty. Oh, the no, VR. No, yes. no, uh, <laughs> no. The VR I used uh, just once, very briefly, back. Uh, oh gosh, it must have been three years ago in uh, Texas when Texas had they hosted an iRace for life.org uh community i don't know get together yeah. way back in the day in texas and we all showed up and people brought their rigs i flew in so i didn't uh, bring my rig or anything but that was such a cool event and they've tried to do it again but with no success anyway uh, yeah there's a guy there with a very early version i guess of an oculus i believe yes and yeah. uh i tried it out i did i remember it very well vividly it was the formula Renault car at philip island because yes. i wanted a car with you know not a tin top so i could really look around and it felt like i was there you know the screen door effect was obviously uh you know very obvious but it didn't take me long to kind of look past that and understand the technology for what it is and it was amazing. It felt like I was there. 
Um, I even stopped a second and just kind of really looked around and you can, you can bring your head all the way over and, uh, and, and around the side of the car and look down and yeah. up back at your spoiler. And it was just, it, it's really amazing. And I see why people say, you know, I'm going VR and I'm never going back. I sold my monitors and this, that, and the other yes, thing. Yes, many times um, you hear that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And, you know, uh, as a streamer, um, I'm kind of hesitant to do things that yes. would take away I from agree. the quality. Mm. So I haven't really gone full-fledged into it yet, but yeah. I'm sure there'll come a day where I'll, I'll pick one up and yeah. you know maybe do a couple races here and there, maybe just for YouTube, yeah. uh, kind of way uh, Jimmy does it. I think is a, a brilliant way to do it. Yeah, but, um, that's true. Yeah, I think it's it, it's the future. Um, do people want something heavy hanging on their head? No, but I'm sure in the future they're going to get lighter and maybe even a different option for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty amazing, and it's really come a long way since Virtual Boy uh, back in oh, the day indeed. with Nintendo. <laughs> indeed, and created by created by a guy called Gunpei Yokoi, who later died in a road accident. Funny enough that. Kind it kind oh, of no. it, he's actually the, the inventor of the Game Boy and it actually ruined his career. Oh, yeah. Oh boy, that's interesting. I don't know how I remember that. Like I said, I'm, <laughs> I, I I tend to scare people. Um, Samantha, have you ever tried VR and what did you think? Or, uh, so as far as racing implications, I haven't. I'm a teacher, so we do a lot of like Google expeditions and we'll uh, get. Yes, of course, yeah the VR goggles and we'll do a lot of uh, augmented reality as well as virtual reality Yeah, just as an opportunity to like show the kids different parts of the world, take them on like a virtual field trip. So I've been on that side of it and I can see just how incredible it is to just be really like immersed in a different area. So I can see the implications of that for racing. I've never, done vr goggles for racing at all do you need a permission slip for a virtual uh field trip ah well mr malone no you do not <laughs> malone, malone these figures are, these figures are nonsense go and do them again yeah. <laughs> I, I know i know i know who's i know who's the boss now matt so you better you better keep quiet yeah i, I know actually i have a I have a decent smartphone and it's it's Google Cardboard compatible and I know you can you can for example visit like Machu Picchu and 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 these kind of places is kind of, kind of interesting. So okay, so you've upgraded to a 2080 Ti. Excuse me. So um, I think <laughs> I, I think I should hang up now. But no, I actually interesting. I had Sean Cole on from the Simpit and I watched a review of the of the 2080 Ti or. Uh, it was the PC World podcast, and like I was trying to keep up the speed, and they were saying, "Well, well, this is amazing new car, but oh, it's only really a stopgap until they go to the next, like the small, the next seven seven nanometer process." And I was thinking, "Okay, so you know, like, but um, the twenty Ti, twenty eighty Ti, sorry, that should that's an amazing car, so that should give like, I, I, I that's like that that is a jump now from a." From like many people have 1080, 1070, from a 980 to a 2080, that's a massive jump because you're going from like three or four, uh, three and four, three or four gigabytes of me- virtual memory to like 12 or 16. So that's crazy. Yeah. 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 I figured, you know, um, I kind of upgraded two computers at once because my other computer, 
had a really old graphics card in it. So now I got the 980 in that one. Ah, yes, um, of course. But, That's a great. Game. I mean, really, really isn't everything now just a stopgap until the next one comes out? I mean, it's. Just, yeah. I mean, things move so fast nowadays, and absolutely, you know, it, absolutely. it's all about time. So, is it worth me? Is it worth uh, to have a better quality stream for a year? Uh, for this amount of money until the next one comes out. I mean, I can justify that, you know. I, uh, you know, I'd rather have good, high quality streams for, you know, now than than waiting, you know, because you can always wait till the next one comes out. You know, I, I I already waited. I waited through the ten series so to get to the twenty series. So I figured I waited long enough. So. <laughs> And the wife said yes. So yeah, that, that <laughs> sounds like the pitch I got. Yeah, you got us approval from the boss. You had to go and ask the boss and said, hey, "Yeah, boss, exactly." Hey boss, I want to buy a new graphics card. Is that all right with you? And he said, "Okay." So no matter, I, I didn't. I know. Forgive me. I didn't mean it that way. It's like the guys were saying it's a stopgap because, and obviously, like I said, I've been I've been following, and uh, um, even the 2080 is out now. There isn't. There won't even be games that will utilize that card for another two years. So you're, you know, you're, you're. I think you're right. Like I said, to make the investment now, and that that card will will last you a long time because we're at the point of diminishing returns. And even, for example, like VR's the thing. Even when they did the launch of the 2080, they talked about this um this ray tracing. There wasn't even a talk of VR. And I was thinking, hold on a second. Like there's a, there's a new HTC Vive Pro. This the next kind of version of the um of the virtual reality headset, but. It wasn't the upgrade people were expecting. And then recently, Facebook launched a new VR headset, which is kind of mobile optimized. So that wasn't it either. So it's uh, you see you, you you see people on both sides who are like, no VR, no buy. And then people are like, well, okay, well, the VR thing didn't really happen. So it's kind of, it's taking a lot of time. And I, I believe you're, you're right to go for it now. And, and indeed, if I, if I had the money, I would invest in a, in a 2000 series card now. So... Um, one note I had, I wanted to ask you about about some other titles. I know you um, you one of your videos, Matt, was was your first ever online race in Assetto Corsa using the Porsche 911R, and you also had a a, po a, a poster of Porsche on your wall. I'm a big uh, Porsche fan. I did a video about um, Magnus Walker on the channel, um, and it's interesting because uh, when you guys visited Road Atlanta. There was the Panos car, the Panos Esperante GTR one, and I I looked at it actually. I was trying to think in which which title has it, and actually it's in it's in Project Cars two, I believe. And then there's a there's a there's a modding team called United Racing Design who are making a pack for R Factor two, and that will be the um that will be the late nineties early two thousands GT pack. So it will be the GTR one and poss possibly also the Panos. That would be interesting. So, so are there any other titles? Uh, you're obviously busy with streaming iRacing on Twitch, but are there any other titles you've tried? Any other titles you're kind of interested in, like um, a set of course, a competizione, and so on? Yeah, ACC is definitely something I'm waiting for to see how that's going to be. I tried it out with that first car, first track kind of combo deal that they had. I know they've uh added another car and track uh, uh since then i haven't tried it out yet yeah, but yeah i'm yeah. excited for yeah acc i'm excited for it i have gotten into a little bit of a, a set of corsa uh through the uh, srs system um 
you know, gamer muscle, can, you know, he does a lot of aesthetic Corsa. He does. And, he does, and yeah. since we, we, we formed a, a relationship now, uh, a friendship, I've been watching more and more of his streams and yeah. just kind of, you know, he, he, he inspires me to try out more aesthetic Corsa. And I do like the SRS system because it's a lot like I, I racing Indeed, where the races is, yeah. are scheduled and, yeah. and you just go at it. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, I'm. I've always considered myself kind of a one-trick pony when it comes to sim racing. I mean, I'm just doing i racing most of the time. Yeah. I mean, 99% of my channel is just i racing. Yes. Um, and I'm not really 100% sure why. I, I think it's just because I'm comfortable with it, and uh, I've just grown accustomed to it. But I do, I do really need to force myself to branch out to other sims and try them out. So I'm, I'm slowly starting to do that with a set of Corsa. Um, but who knows, uh, you know, maybe I could try some R factor <laughs> down the road. Um, I know sometimes if, you know, maybe I'll pop in project cars too, and then I'll never hear the end of it because it's an arcade game or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Some, some of the I racing guys are a little, a little bit elitist when it comes to certain things. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but you know, uh, it's kind of limited time right now, but we're almost into the winter time, and that means I can stream full time because I get uh, laid off from my normal job. Yeah. So then I can stream uh, full time. So there'll be definitely more time to branch out to different sims. Um, but I am excited about ACC. That would be uh, top of my list right now. Yeah. But I, after I, I racing, actually, <laughs> it's kind of interesting what you're saying because and and we we touched on this earlier how the the iRacing is focusing on the kind of the real world, real world, real world competition. Sorry, that like the the real world competition racing with real people, and it's what like all the titles, be it be it console or PC, it's what all the titles are kind of aiming for. And people are tired of maybe playing offline, and maybe the AI is not so great. And iRacing is talking of bringing in AI and. And like Assetto Corsa has brought in sim racing system to have an iRacing like uh, online system. And then you have the uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione, which will have a ranked online racing or so they say. And Gran Turismo uh, Sport on the PlayStation has this um, FIA backed kind of online ranking. And, and I can see why you're, you're kind of comfortable with... Um, with iRacing, because many people talk about it as like the pinnacle of like in terms of racing, racing competitively in a in well, in in many cases and or at least in the higher levels, kind of cleanly. It's kind of it seems to be like the 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 place to be in particular. Now, if you're a competitive type, I I I suppose I don't see myself really as the competitive type per se, and it, it it's all down to to time and so on as well. But I think I think yeah I. You you made the you made the reference to a kind of a a, um, a one trick pony. Uh, yeah, there, I mean there are many people who who focus on ma many titles, and indeed you you there there aren't there are only so many hours in the day you kind of can play them all. You could maybe dabble, but I think I think it's a, it's an interesting point because i racing is kind of where it is, really, isn't it? So yeah, I mean you know I I, I hope for good competition for i racing. I, I wish there'd come along more and more hardcore simulators to compete with iRacing. Yes. I wish these other I wish these other titles would just copy iRacing's format of 
kind of like a, a web-based uh, browser experience where there's you register for races and they're scheduled out. I mean, can't they just copy them? I don't know why they, <laughs> you know, if people like it, just use it. But then I see other titles like Forza and the numbers just completely blow iRacing out of the water. So what are these game developers really after? You know, they, they're looking at their bottom line. Yeah. So for them to make a fun arcade style type racer like a Forza is going to benefit them more than trying to start a, you know, from the ground up, you know, a hardcore simulation. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but but we, but we I do hope for good competition. And that's why ACC, I'm really rooting for these other titles to, to kind of get on par with iRacing as far as what, what I like to see from a simulator. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say, well, our factor has the best physics or, you know, this other title has the best, you know, force feedback or, or whatever. But what I'm looking for is good online competition in a formatted style with consequences, meaning I rating and safety rating are in effect. You know, you have a goal to shoot for. You have season standings. You have championship points. Exactly. Just the structure of, of iRacing yeah. is is very addicting because people love to see, you know, after the race, okay, let's go see if I gained any I rating or, oh, great, how much safety rating did I lose this time? Yeah. Or can I hold on to my A license? Yeah, people do you know? put a lot of effort into it, and I think it's the way that the game is designed. I mean, yeah. you're not popping in for a quick two-minute race, and if you wreck out, you just – leave the race. I mean, there's consequences for all of that. So yes. yeah, a lot of these races, I mean, I'd say on average now it's a 40 minutes right. of racing. I mean, I remember GT three being like a long race. Well, now you got the, uh, I racing Le Mans series. That's an hour. You got, uh, IMSA that's 45 minutes. I mean, it's, it, they're really long. You got to invest quite a bit. You're um, committed to it, which yeah, adds to that, you know, that competitive spirit, because if you're going to commit to something for 40 minutes, you don't want your race to be over in the second lap. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, strength of field Sunday comes around like the weekends, yeah. you know, you get multiple splits in some of these higher tier series. And that's when you really but see the competition. I think the difference go. is that the people that are in iRacing, the way it's developed, they're really serious about it. Like if you call mm. it a game, people are arguing it's <laughs> yeah. a simulator. That's kind of a meme, like, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't call it a game. No, it's a game, <laughs> but yeah. It's a game. I know. Yeah. I agree. It's a game yeah. in the genre of simulator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what are you like yeah. what are you doing playing Super Mario again? But it's interesting <laughs> though because because um Samantha, like you said earlier that you'd never raced in the real real world and indeed neither have I and and I guess like like jumping in straight into iRacing, it's trying to mimic what like the career of a real racing driver, isn't it? And kind yeah. of like you have to rank up and get your license and um, and and uh, so, so that's kind of what they're aiming for. Samantha, I had a question. You you said you're you're a, a teacher, and I talked yeah. about this with um, Sean Cole on the previous episode. How the mill any any else got out? Yeah, <laughs> I had difficulty with that so. Uh, but the, the 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 young kids now they're they're not so interested in cars. So I wanted to ask: uh, Did the kids you teach do they know that you kind of race online? Are they interested? Do they ask you about it, or have they any interest in? in <laughs> well, um, I haven't shared that side with them yet, just yeah. because you know something that I really value that Matthew does is he keeps his cool. Yeah, and. That's something that I'm still learning to do. I'm trying really hard to keep my cool, but there were a couple, you know, there are a couple races where they're cringy for me to watch because I'm like, oh, like 
nobody wants to watch me getting upset at a game. Like, oh, no. this is terrible. Yeah. So I haven't shared it with the kids just because, you know, I want to like keep myself as the teacher, not the, yeah. oh, Mrs. Malone, the video gamer. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Could> you <imagine? laughs> yeah, interesting. They'll all be coming over to me. I mean, as it is right now our day i'm just constantly battling Fortnite during the school day like please oh, stop it like yes. stop it with your dance moves stop talking about it it's yeah. become like a problem i guess in these schools all these kids are doing the Fortnite dances I mean, and it's just like they they went they threw away their fidget spinners and now they're flossing yes. but honestly the millennials <laughs> and the younger generation i don't even know what they're calling this upcoming generation the y generation yeah um they are more interested in watching people play. They'll watch people play with toys on YouTube. They'll yeah. watch people play games instead of playing them themselves. Like there's this fascination with watching others rather than, you know, jumping on and doing it yeah. yourself. So I haven't shared that part with my students. I mean, I teach second grade, so my hope is that they won't stumble across it. But yeah, I mean, I if understand. You and type my name it pops up so it's only a matter of time so hopefully hopefully they're, they're not listening to this podcast and <laughs> and it would be quite sad if they were but uh, yeah indeed, oh, indeed indeed the fortnight my son plays like two hours a day so we have an ongoing fortnight is a battle we have an ongoing battle he tries to kind of um he tries to um uh, play as much as he can it's kind of it's kind of um it's an ongoing issue guys it's been it's been lovely um, to to have you on the show. Love lovely to to talk with you, and and to get to know oh, more about what you're up to. So, is there anything um, anything you want to talk about coming up on the channel that you'd like to promote, or anything interesting you you want to you want to talk about coming up? Oh well, it's been a blast uh, hanging out with you uh, for the past hour. I've always enjoyed your podcast. I whenever oh, I see one pop up, my like, oh boy, and I make sure I. I have YouTube Red, so I can download the YouTube videos on my ah, phone. Indeed, yeah. And I can, yeah, then I can listen to it anywhere, regardless of the, the cell service. But uh, what's coming up? Well, uh, winter is almost here, and I've been counting down the days until uh, the, st the snow starts falling and the, and the boss calls and says, oh, that's it for this year. And yeah. uh, so the, the streams will really be uh, amping up uh, here in the next couple months uh, through – you know, coming up to the holidays Probably and everything. Within the next month, you'll be. Yeah, next. Yeah, coming up this month. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's never guaranteed. Obviously, it's just based on workflow. But anyway, um, yeah, just doing our our normal thing. Um, you know, streaming when I can, and uh, getting Samantha in there when when she can. We've kind of both. Uh, she like like she said she uh, teaches second grade, and those those dirty little second graders are <laughs> always bringing. Their uh, the diseases and the flu germs. symptoms, oh, germs. Yeah, the school. So, for the <laughs> yeah, we've been sick. <laughs> we've been sick lately, and yeah. just kind of getting through that, and just seems you know we're newlyweds, and we're we. It's, it's, it's honestly it's, hard. It's busy. I mean, it's it's yeah. busy. Here, but. Matthew's invited me into his world for his stream, and now I'm fighting him for his stream. <laughs> no, no, essentially, no. is what it's like. No. It's been like so in the winter time. The plan will be that Matthew gets to stream, you know, during the day, during the day. And then if I want to jump on two or three times during the week, 
after I get out of work, yeah. he can wrap up his stream and then I can start mine. Yeah. So then wow. there's no competition for the. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, as far as anything coming up right now, I do have two uh, big special uh, event uh, races. Uh, I might get this wrong, but I believe one of them's on November 24th. And the other one is December 1st. And these are endurance races. One of them's a charity race. If you check out the streams uh, until then, I, I can give more information. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a couple of big events coming up. And uh, other than that, just regular old goofiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is very, which is enjoyable. And I think, I think it's like we talked about Jimmy earlier, Jimmy Broadband. I think that's what people kind of watch Jimmy for. And the same, same for you guys. It's the, it's the, goofiness shall i say the personality the little the idiosync idiosyncrasies of the whole thing and indeed um jimmy mentioned that he he started off uh, on oh yeah i i remember now i meant to make a note you're you're streaming is it grip tv you're with is it so matt yeah, yeah. me and jimmy uh created yeah. grip tv way back in the day yeah it's like a little sim racing network thing oh i didn't know that that's interesting so it was created by you and jimmy that's interesting yep yep we're uh, officially co-founders of it Oh, okay. um and it, it's a uh, kind of a sim racing network and we've uh gotten uh, some other streamers involved and it's just kind of a good community mm. um to be a part of and kind of spread the word on sim racing and you know we kind of help each other out when we can and yeah um yep so yeah jimmy man he's exploded i i, I love i love watching him uh succeed both in racing and uh in the streaming department absolutely and now he's he's going off on adventures of his own and doing commentating and it, yeah. it's it's just awesome to see yeah yeah i love that guy he's yeah. great and i i do you know what jamie is such a nice guy because jamie had just he had was he was coming upon a hundred thousand subscribers and so on and i said jamie would you come on my show and i'm basically i'm teeny tiny i'm the i'm the guy hiding over in the corner and jamie is like no problem and i, I asked jamie to come on with with um with with Stephen Bailey and and he came on and it was great and that's that's the thing about Jimmy you know it's like you know yeah sure I'll help you out and 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 Jimmy noted by the way Jimmy and I I remember Jimmy said he was streaming on Twitch and then he kind of he moved over to YouTube he seems to be where the is a where the where the 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 pub the the eyeballs are so to speak so are you um kind of streaming on are you streaming simultaneously on YouTube and Twitch or is it Twitch only. No, it's Twitch only, and I'm yeah. a Twitch partner, so I can really only stream on Twitch, and then I record my races, and then I upload them to the YouTube. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, the whole Twitch versus YouTube thing on whether to live stream or not, I think it just matters on personal preference. I, I just tend to like the the Twitch uh, aspect better than the YouTube thing. I, I think of YouTube as a place to upload videos to, and then Twitch is the place to live stream to. I, I'm just an old curmudgeon i guess it's just the way <laughs> i always all, thought it not was at all it's it, it's like it's like well you find something that works and you're busy and right. you, you know you know like for example you know the content you want to make and you know you know a system that works and you you hear about it all the time well i'm using this system that system one works they want the one the, the other doesn't now uh, uh final couple of questions if i may and then, and then we can we can wrap up um in terms of, let's say you want to sit down in the rig and let's say just relax. I asked this question uh, to Sean Cole and Sean said, um, he said the uh, IndyCar at Long Beach, he said, in Project Cars 2, which which I thought was kind of interesting because Sean does a lot of uh, um, 
uh, a set of courses, a sim racing system and I racing. And he said the IndyCar at Long Beach, which was interesting because he said it's his home turf. He knows the track. So if, if because the iRacing is, is like really deeply competitive and their schedule races. But if you guys, let's say, wanted to kick back and just have a spin on the simulator, is there something that you would kind of, you, you kind of go to maybe? As, is there a go-to you might pick just as a kind of a point of relaxation? Point of relaxation? Um, <laughs> well, if it was just relaxing, I would just do a, a Mazda at Le Mans, right? <laughs> no, yeah. uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, let's see if I were to just get in and be like, you know what? I'm going to pull up my, my best combo. My favorite combo. It'd yeah. probably be, uh, the, the Mustangs at Bathurst or the Porsche cup car at, uh, Phillip Island. Oh yes. Those, those, those Phillip Island is so much fun, especially with the Porsche. Um, but Mustangs at Bathurst will always have a special place in my heart, especially if you get my buddy Flisco in there running around and you go two by two through the dipper in yeah. a Mustang. That's that's something else. <laughs> and which Mustang but, is that? Yeah. Which which era of Mustang is that now, Matt? The um... the just the old. Uh, it's a Mustang from I, the one in I racing. Um, ah, okay, interesting. It's the GP. Yeah, it's a yeah. big old boy, yeah. big old beast. Yeah, and, and but it's pretty out. Uh, it's pretty outdated now. And, ba- and Bathurst is an interesting track because it's a road circuit most of the day. The, the mountain and it's really like twist and turny at the, at the start. It's very, it's a very um um imita- intimidating kind of track. And and what about you, Samantha? I guess it's still like relatively early days in terms of you're you're in the MX five and and the MX five mm-hmm. Cup and then the skip the skip barber. Is there something that you would like? Would you would you ever see yourself like sitting in the the rig just to take a spin in a car just to relax like let's say something that for me it's like something that maybe i said it to sean I, I might say take an old manual porsche and maybe drive the the um the hills of california just something like that maybe that i might i might i most likely will never do in real life so is there anything that you like to do or is it just <laughs> is it kind of um is it mostly is it your is is your time on the simulator spent like practicing and i racing or what do you like to do it is i will say um there's not really a ton of relaxation for me when i jump into it because i'm constantly tweaking everything i'm doing there's nothing automatic enough yeah that i could do it with my eyes closed right now my favorite uh, track though i love doing the mazda on lime rock park Yes. It was just one of those tracks that Matthew first set up for me and yeah. like put me in the seat and he's like, do it, you know? And so it's probably the most automatic track for me. So I'm not constantly thinking about if I'm hitting my marks, but, uh, you know, I guess for relaxation, that would be what I would jump into. But in general, there's no relaxation in the seat for me. She's <laughs> <laughs> no. a nervous no. white no. knuckle. <laughs> that's interesting actually now that we talk about we were talking about a set of courses earlier in a set of courses there is so much free content indeed i'll um i've done a a, a tutorial on a set of course and i'm sorry it's 70 minutes long but there you go but um it shows you for example you can very you can use this content manager to very easy install mods and there's loads of tracks there's like this la canyons it's like the hills of california and if you have time you can just sit in there and jump in an old manual car and just spin around and that's really kind of nice you know um so, so i i would recommend that by the way is it is lime rock park isn't that the home of the skip barber or am i dreaming or 
Isn't it so? The home of Skip Barber? Yeah, guy, I don't the, know. The guy who created the guy who created a driving school back in the day and he created the Skip Barber car. And I think it was Lime Rock Park, or am I thinking of something else? Anyway. I don't know. I must... Well, if that's true, then that's obviously the destiny why it's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I must look it up because I think if I remember correctly, I watched an interview one time with the guy who created the racing school. And as part of the racing school, he created the Skip Barber format that like the, the, the low powered, like, um, I guess in the, in Europe, it would be the Formula Four, the small open wheel car. And I think Lime Rock Park, there's some interview, um, uh, something like, I must look it up. And actually one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to include, um, in the video description is a link to Billy Strange, Billy Strange Racing. Billy Strange is a good friend of mine and friend of the show. And uh, Billy Strange had done a podcast. Now, this podcast is two hours and 40 minutes long. And Billy Strange, Billy and his team, including Sean Cole from the Simpit, had they had uh, they had taken part in the last uh, 24 hours of Le Mans in iRacing. And it was two hours, 40 minutes long. And I listened to every minute of it. And I thought, I have to say, guys, it was, I recommend it, go and listen to it. It's brilliant because the passion that the guys talked about and, it was the best kind of and and just taking i racing i racing as an example and indeed i my my i would say if if i racing want to do a kind of a promo of the best elements of what they're trying to create kind of like for me that was it the passion that the guys were talking about how how they kind of got together and how they how they scheduled scheduled the 24 hours and and i i would recommend that to that listen to that it was really good i i i thought I, I I sent my compliments after to Sean and to Billy after that because I thought that was really interesting and I thought like in terms of all these titles like building a community and and the the kind of the um the online competitive systems and like endurance racing like you talked about for example Matt doing endurance endurance racing coming up they had twenty four hours was a whole team of them they were in different places and it was one of the best events they had had and i think from the podcast it, it it really came through so i would recommend to listen to that albeit two hours 40 minutes but i think it was really good so and i i can see why i can see why the um matt and samantha did you both like i i racing so much because the the strength in the title i think came through in in, in that recording yeah, I, just another thing about iRacing and why I like it so much is because it's you don't have to buy another iRacing in a year when they come out with you know another Indeed. another title. It's yeah. it's a continuous, it's a work in progress. It's it's their labor of love, and they're not going to just throw it away and come up with something else and expect you to pay money for it. It's it, they're in it for the long haul, so. I'm indeed. in it for the long haul. Yeah, ga- games, games as a service, they call it, and and indeed they're out, they're out. I, I could recommend. I mean, if if you see sometimes in the forums or on Reddit, people will ask like, which is the best, um, which is the best sim title, for example. I meant, is it is it a um, race room or automobilista or R factor? And many many will say, go and try them all if you can. And I agree because if I if I start to think about the differences between all the different titles, if I started to think about it and discuss it and write it down, I'd be here for hours. And indeed, I, on the channel, I made a kind of a tutorial for a set of course, uh, R Factor 2 and, and Race Room, because I saw that kind of, I'd been playing the titles for so long, I and I kind of thought, well, you know, this is confusing, and this is, and, and 
this is complicated and this needs to be explained. And uh, I thought that there was, of course, tutorials there for different aspects of the game, but I, I tried to create a kind of a getting started kind of a guide to get, particularly for new people, because when you get into a, a, a title, let's say like R Factor 2 or R Race Room, for example, which I can also recommend, but that's another long story. But once you get started in it, you know, people will say, okay, here there's a title here on sale on Steam, go and get that. But once you get into it, like, okay, well, where do you start? Which which content do I start with? And how do I set up my wheel? A lot of these titles, and it comes back to the, well, let's not call it a game, it's a sim. A lot of these titles can be very, very intimidating to start with. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where uh, when people ask me about other Sims, I, I kind of have to tell them like, well, you know, I haven't really tried a lot of other Sims and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a iRacing fanboy, you know, I bring that right out to the forefront. So when people are hearing my uh, opinions on, on iRacing and other things, I understand where I'm coming from is that I don't have a whole lot of experience with the other Sims and like I said, I really do need to force myself to kind of branch out and kind of understand what iRacing's competition is, what's actually Indeed. out there yeah, that's point. available. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've always said, you know, like I said, take my opinion with a grain of salt because, you know, I don't have much experience with other stuff. But, I, I mean, I can tell you, you know, my experience with iRacing and what it's done for me and, and what it continues to do. You know, and, and just take it for what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah no, like I said, I, I always am waiting for something to come around the corner that's really going to compete with iRacing racing in the in the ways that I would want it to. And indeed, like yes. I said, that, that ACC game it looks interesting. It's going to be kind of uh, it, there's not going to be a whole lot to it. It's just kind of the one series, as far as I understand, just the 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 gt3 series the it's, but, the, um, it's basically the blanc yeah. gt series right yes, indeed yes that's but true. you never know it could branch out into yeah. something else later on if that yeah. succeeds you know it so. could be i think it's a platform potentially for because they are there's gt3 and there's gt4 and there's all they're also bringing in a new another category gt2 they launched it uh, when they announced the game or when they kind of officially launched the game they there is another category coming because I think I think the manufacturers have cars there for it, so that's coming. And and a lot of people are suspecting that what they might make it as a platform for making the different series available. So you would buy content. Now the thing about it is, as a final point, uh, it's Unreal Engine Four. The, the 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 title now they're still working on it, but the, as a piece of software, it's quite it's quite resource heavy. So just funny enough, you got the uh, twenty eighty card. So so Matt, you're you're ready for it now because yeah, I'm yeah. I'm switching over full time to yes. ACC so I can <laughs> yeah. trace all of the rays. Yes, <laughs> I can't believe I lived my whole life without ray tracing until now. I don't now. know. I don't know how. I don't know how actually. <laughs> how I, I live is like a, yeah. living like a caveman. Yeah. When when I heard the announcement, I wondered how I come I'm still alive. You know. So but, <laughs> yeah, guys. Oh boy. Matthew, Samantha, thank you very much for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much for having us. We yeah. really do appreciate it. And I our, I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm honored to have you. And it's been um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And, and, and thank you for all the great content. And long may it continue. And uh, best of luck, Samantha, in, in working on your, 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 your ranking up and and I look forward. I look forward at some point, Matt, to maybe some. I said to Corsa, I'm not um, bending your arm, bending your ear, or anything, but it's worth a try. And perhaps also some um, 
Assetto Corsa uh, competizione sometime in the future when you have time. But uh, indeed, um, sometimes I, I just, I have, I, it's, it's what they call, uh, there's an the expression, it's like Steam library paralysis. You look at your Steam library, you boot up, <laughs> you boot up the computer and you think, what will I play today? And like I have, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. And I like, oh, I, I don't know. And then, and then you follow the forums, and there's new content, this new content. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes I just want to kick back, and I'll, I'll boot up, uh, I'll boot up, I set a course, and I'll just, I'll just drive around in the mountains for a while, and that's enough for me, you know. So, but, uh, but I try to, um, I try to keep, keep abreast of what's happening, and, and, uh, um, trying to run this podcast is, is a form of doing that. So, guys. Thank you again very much for 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 um for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, yeah. and uh, I've been enjoying the podcast, and I never miss an episode. So oh, keep thank, doing them. Keep thank, it going, Matthew. Thank you very much. I appreciate the fact that you said that, and uh, I've had I've had um some good comments, and actually from one of the one of the earlier episodes, one guy said he said I was cleaning out my garage, and I had the podcast on in the background. And that was just the one comment, and I thought, perfect, you know, that was it. That's how. That's what I wanted to hear, you know. That's the because that's like the kind of thing that I would do, you know. So or, yeah, definitely. Or when I'm vacuuming, so I have to turn up the. <laughs> <laughs> I have to turn turn up the volume so I can still hear, and then I'm I'm I'm, yeah. always, I'm I'm I have to be careful lest I should go deaf. So, guys, thanks again for joining. All right, thank, thank you, you, sir. So much. <laughs> This audio podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes and Google Play or you can download and listen to an mp3 audio file from my website or add the RSS feed to your podcast player. If you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, I would appreciate a rating and a review. And on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell icon. If you enjoy an episode, a like is always welcome, as are any comments or questions you may have which you can add in the comment section below each episode. Thank you. Cheers. Although uh, if, if people don't like, they're going straight down into David Jones's locker, so they better click the like button. Is, is, that, the, is that the outro music? Do, 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 do.